Hi, and welcome to Girls on Fire, the podcast. Girls on Fire, the podcast, is a celebration of our girls, our community, and our school. Hi, everyone. I'd like to welcome Kat Clements from Curtin University, Elizabeth Knight from Purposeful, and Lily Kennedy, our 2020 New Colombo Plan Scholar and PRIA Student of the Year, to speak with us today. So, as educators, we're working towards preparing students for the ever-changing future of work. As such, we really wanted to take the opportunity to sit down with you ladies, some outstanding young professionals, as we explore your journey from high school through to the workforce. So to start us off, I was wondering if I can ask each of you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey to get to where you are today. Sure, okay. So thank you so much for having me today. It's an absolute yeah, thrill to be here. So I graduated from uh, this school, MLC, in 2002, and I had the opportunity to attend a whole range of different experiences whilst at the school. So I did some work experience. I also got to listen to some graduates who had done some different courses. And the one that really stood out to me was the arts management degree at WAPA. So I enrolled in that, applied and, and was lucky enough to be accepted. And I had a great experience studying there. And then I graduated uh, and had about seven years in uh, sponsorship and philanthropy in the arts sector. I absolutely loved that. And then sort of thought there was something a bit more that I'd like to contribute to, to Perth and WA. So I upskilled and, and did a course in a graduate certificate at UWA in social impact. Um, and at that point, my mind was expanded again and thought, oh my gosh, there's just so many interesting challenges that we can be working on um, to address complex, complex problems. Um, and there were lots of different ways of doing that. Um, the learning never stops. Uh, and from there, I made the transition into higher education. Um, and that's where I work now. Oh, thank you so much, Kat. Liz. Um, brilliant. So yeah, my name's Elizabeth Knight. I'm the founder of Purposeful. Um, and my journey to becoming an entrepreneur, I guess, sort of started when I was in high school and I had dis discovered that I'd, I'd done really well on paper, essentially. Um, but with all of that choice and opportunity, I think comes a lot of overwhelm and pressure for a lot of people because the one subject that you don't learn about in school is like who you are, right? Is is what you actually want to do, who you want to become. Um, because I'd, I'd tried, I guess, those traditional ideas of success and it hadn't sort of lived up to what I'd expected it to be. Um, so instead, I kind of like chose my own path and discovered this idea of entrepreneurship. Amazing, thank you so much. Lily. Yes, so my high school studies, I did the International Baccalaureate and that was a wonderful introduction to, I guess, the global world of work. But when I graduated, I think I was so exhausted from the schooling system and I tried so hard, like I think you guys have echoed, to be that perfect student. So in my gap year, to try and figure out what it was that I wanted and where it was that I wanted to go. And that led me to a Bachelor of Business in Public Relations, which I enjoyed. I love communicating. And I think rather than having one path and one career direction, I now have lots of opportunities open to me, including working with young people that I'm really passionate about and really enjoy. Fantastic, thank you so much. I'm in the school setting, and so I'm very interested in how you all believe schools can help provide opportunities for our students to see the potential pathways ahead of them. Who would like to take that one? I'm happy to start. Thanks, Lily. I think there's lots of ways schools can do this. Really, with what we've seen with working with young people is that the more variety you can expose them to, the better. And I think ideas like 
career fairs, like having a speaker at each year level assembly, like showing them the different opportunities that they can go down and the different paths, as well as university, showing them those diverse career opportunities. The big challenge for teachers now is that those opportunities and pathways are just ex exponentially kind of increasing and mm -hmm. often in my experience like it's left to sort of one or two teachers like maybe you know in an innovation type role or that careers advisor role to be responsible for knowing like all of those pathways and options that are out there. Um, so how can we empower like all staff and, and also parents and the whole community, I guess, to showcase those pathways more? Yeah, and building on what you're saying, articulating that we can have all these different pathways and that there's no sort of, you're never going to arrive at that career. It's always going to be a cyclical process of mm -hmm. like going back to that, those questions about, well, what am I curious about now? What is it that I want to be you know, contributing to now? So what's it like being a, um, a young professional in your own industry? I can, I can sort of start on this one. Because um, I am in education, but also in, in startups and innovation. Um, and I think in education, sometimes it's challenging because especially in careers education, you know, at the time when I started Purposeful, I was like 18 or 19. So I didn't have a career myself and was trying to um, change, you know, the education system, which like we're all really passionate about improving and bettering. Um, and so that was sort of met in both with really like great and supportive energy and but also lots of resistance sometimes. And I think that's something that I've learned to empathise with. Like it's a really um, huge sort of system instead of, um, different challenges that we have to respond to. My experience has been quite, it's been very positive actually, mm. being a, a young person um, in higher education. I think that comes down to the fact that we've all had a relatively recent lived experience of education mm. and um, in the Curtin world that, that has been listened to and, and really appreciated. How do you think tertiary education might be different in the future? Mm. I like this question, it's exciting. <laughs> I, I sense that it will I think there'll be this draw towards work integrated learning. Like we've said with the, the school system, it's really important that we, we look at how the school can be part of the community and look at all of the challenges that we are um, uh, facing and, and experiencing within our just our community uh, and our suburbs even. So I think what would be really cool if then we kind of build um, having, you know, um, specific courses that are about like incubating and innovating new ideas and um, some that are really about deep academic study and thought because there's certainly like a continued role and relevance of that but then also ones that are just about helping you with your employability like they can't always intersect and I think different times and different moments in your life you need um, one of, or all of those things. I worked at a university in a research centre for two years mm. And we also looked at like student recruitment and that sort of thing. And we really saw students leaning toward, obviously it's post-grad, but like grad cert, which mm. is one year upskilling in a specific area. You can do them six months full time. And it's mm. that ability to kind of change and shift like you did yourself, Kat, and see those different opportunities as they emerge mm. and be able to adapt to that ever-changing world of mm. work. What do we need to see more of in schools? Mm. I think schools can act as the foundation. Schools can have those things as well. And you know what I talked about before with project-based learning, but stackables, micro-credentialing in terms of what skills am I learning in this subject and getting them to really draw out the relevance of what they've done that's transferable to other subjects. 
almost blurring that line between university and school and creating some of those sorts of opportunities within mm. schools. Yeah, and I absolutely think that that, that importance on transferable skills um, and enterprising skills, you know, supporting creativity as a, a key skill, no matter what industry, mm. no matter what pathway you, you follow, is just such a foundational skill, um, which I certainly learnt here and, um, and would love to have all students have that opportunity. What advice would each of you give um, to our educators um, on how they can innovate in their own school setting? I feel like there is a, a real, um, and this is, I'm certain is happening already, but, but asking the students and, and adopting that human-centred approach mm. um, so that we can discover opportunities that maybe we haven't been thinking about. I think being really open to feedback, like that's actually something like we do at Impactful, and I know lots of startups do, is that they're very, very much always trying to measure the impact of what they do. That gives us such rich insights on like what works and what doesn't. I think to build on that, I, I mean, <laughs> feedback's crucial. I can't deny it. Even though many schools or like it changes in states, but existing in silos, there's so many other teachers out there teaching mm. what you're teaching. Mm. And I think even if we each just tapped into a lesson from each other, mm. you could really create like a, an innovative curriculum. Mm. But also even looking at professional practice and like universities, as we talked about before, what are universities doing and how can we bring that into the mm. classroom? I love the fact that you've talked about collaboration. That's a huge part of what I know Scott and I are really passionate about and hopefully a lot of our educators that are coming along to the festival will be excited about. I'm wanting to throw to you a question of what excites you about the future of work? I've been really excited um, in the last 18 months actually through COVID because it's just forced so many cool, cool innovations, especially mm. in education. Um, and especially in online learning. I think the idea as well of, I know we talk about it, Bob, the idea of a multi-potentialite and the idea that so many young people, as we've touched on throughout this panel, have so many potential pathways and so many different ideas. And we talk about how really these days, the way that we've brought, been brought up with technology, myself included, we can see so many different opportunities. And I love that the future of work will allow us to mm. tap into that. I'm excited to not know what is going to happen. I think, yeah, I'm sort of leaning into the excitement part of that. Yeah, and I feel, so something that we teach, I think it's in our strategic career design unit at Curtin, is this, this movement away from organisations um, and this move towards um, people that can work on projects with their enterprising skills and their transferable skills um, and coming together um, to work on a project or a complex challenge together for a short period of time and then disbanding and then reforming and disbanding. And there's something exciting about that to, to think, okay, well, how can I imagine my role in something like that as opposed to sort of um, discovering the organisation I want to work in, what's the type of person I want to show up and mm. what skills do I want to contribute to the future of work. With that in mind, I'd really like to thank all of you for joining me today and um, we look forward to exploring more of your journeys and um, your advice in September. So thank you, ladies. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Girls on Fire, the podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes to come.